Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This 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 show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls and call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in 3, 2, 1. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, good morning, afternoon. What the hell is it at this point? It's the middle of the day, that's for sure. Hello, and welcome to this version of the Rated R Safety Show. Currently, it is Friday, August the 7th, 2020, day 220 of the year. And only 140 more, 146 more days to go as I try to get that out of my mouth. So, how are you? How is everything going inside of your multiverse? How is things hanging? Not those things, you know, things in general. Anyway, so let's talk relatively quick because I don't like to cover, you know, some stuff and not say anything. So, did you enjoy the event last night with Sam Goodman? Yeah, very awkward conversation there. What the hell happened last night? So let's talk about it. Nothing with Sam, nothing with me. The server that was going to host the whole thing, down. And it was down, all the way down. We could not get anything to move. So unfortunately, we had to reschedule because we couldn't get access to the server. Now I'm going to tell you, the people around here have told me that I should not talk about those things. But you know something? I'd rather take the honest approach than not tell you what the hell happened. The server crashed. It's the reality of the situation. The thing went down. We were unable to hang out. We were unable to do the event. Some people say, Jay, you should never talk about when things go wrong. Ah, bullshit. We should talk about them all the time. I think it's more realistic if you do it that way. Anyways, let me kind of get back into my normal nonsense as I continue, but I wanted to make sure that we were clear right off the bat because I know that there was questions. So I wanted to tell you what happened. I apologize to the people that were waiting. We could actually do stuff in the chat box, but we couldn't get the video to connect between Sam and I. Well, Sam and I could see each other and we were able to talk, but we couldn't get into the server to host the whole damn thing. So anyways, that's what happened there. So I apologize. We will do a rescheduling of it. We're trying to do it sooner than later. Um, it will. I, we're not going to do it tonight, but we'll let you know as soon as it actually does come out. So that's what happened there. Anyways, we are streaming live across the different things on Safety FM. We aren't on the Safety FM app. We are also on the Alexa skill. If you actually do have an Echo device, or if I say Alexa, 
Yeah, my glasses are going off. Um, but anyway, so those are available there. We're also on safetyfm.tv, safetyfm.com, and then, of course, the different multiverses and the different aspects of where you might be watching us, depending on where you're hanging out with us. So that's what we have going on right now on where we're at. So it's Friday, so we've made it this far into the week. Don't know if that's any different to you than any other day, but hey, some people say that that's important to reference, so that's why I'm referencing it right now. So as we're going to go through today, oh, by the way, before I forget too, damn it, I'm already forgetting a lot of things already starting off. I don't think I was clear this morning on some things because some people have already reached out to me. We do something on Friday called a Safety FM Mini, which is a mini episode about things that are going on and things that we talk about in little, you know, little different snippets. I talked about five books. And one of the books that I reference is called uh, Speaking from Experience. And it's this book right here, this book. Now, if you look at it, it's illustrations to business problems you face every day. That was the subject of the book. Here was the problem. On the episode, I talked about the book and who the author is, but I did not reference what the book was about. So some people have already reached out to me asking if I was trying to sneak in religion and <laughs> some of the stuff that I was talking about. Um, yeah, the book is by L. Ron Hubbard, and it is a business book. That's the thing. And what I like about it is how it's illustrated as a child's book. So <laughs> I want to make sure that I'm clear there because I don't want there to be any confusion. But maybe I need to go on to that other show and make reference to that. But anyways, that's what the book's about. So sorry for any confusion that I started this morning because that was definitely not my intent. Um, but anyways, let's get you in some feature story news because I feel like I'm going to be blabbing all day today. So let's go that direction. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Holly Hudson. U.S. President Donald Trump has signed an executive order banning companies from doing business with the Chinese video sharing app TikTok in 45 days. U.S. tech giant Microsoft is working on a deal to buy the U.S. operations of the social media firm before that deadline. Nick Harper reports from Washington. President Trump has already threatened a ban. This order makes it a reality. The executive order targets two Chinese companies, TikTok and the messaging app WeChat. The Trump administration says it's a matter of national security, warning that the Chinese government has access to data of Americans who use the two sites. TikTok says it will fight the order with all remedies available, saying it was shocked by President Trump's decision. Trump's attack on tech is the latest anti-China move as relations between the two countries worsen. Rescue workers in Lebanon are searching for dozens of missing people after Tuesday's explosion. Protests have erupted in Beirut as people blame Lebanon's leaders for the blast, which killed more than 130 people and left 5,000 injured. Tear gas was used to disperse crowds after demonstrators set fire to tyres near the country's parliament. Africa's coronavirus cases have passed the one million mark. The African Union body dealing with the pandemic says aggressive and bold action is needed. Many experts believe not enough testing has been done and the true number of cases to be higher. Kalesa Wanjohi reports. According to the Africa CDC, nearly 9 million tests have been conducted across the continent since the COVID-19 outbreak began. Ten countries have conducted more than 200,000 tests each. Even among the leading testers on the continent, overall testing levels remain low. While some countries say they can't afford to buy as many test kits as needed, others suffer from ongoing conflicts that cannot allow for widespread testing. Others, like Tanzania, have declared themselves COVID-19 free and are refusing to share their testing data with the public. The World Health Organization says as the continent nears 1 million COVID-19 cases, countries must increase testing in order to curb the pandemic. Meanwhile, Russia has carried out more than 30 million tests for COVID-19. The country continues to record more than 5,000 cases every day, but that number is falling slowly. Julia Chapman reports. Russian officials point to the country's high levels of coronavirus testing as the reason for its high number of cases. The country has the fourth highest number of overall COVID-19 cases in the world. But in most parts of Russia, life has returned to normal and almost all restrictions have been lifted. The tightest restrictions remain on Russia's borders, which are still closed to most of the world, with only three exceptions. 
Express testing for coronavirus is being rolled out at airports this week as the government considers resuming flights to other countries. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, the single largest question that hangs over Beirut. How is it possible that so much explosive ammonium nitrate could have been allowed to be stored in a warehouse despite numerous warnings of the danger it posed to the city? The explosion and subsequent mushroom cloud on Tuesday destroyed not just the port itself, but ripped at the very fabric of the Lebanese capital. Bell True is a reporter based in Beirut. Everyone is pure to the government saying that they cannot believe that something like this could be allowed to happen. 2,700 tonnes of ammonium nitrate apparently you know, were stored incorrectly on the port, which led to this blast. No one can understand how this could possibly have happened and how the government can have messed up so much given the country was already doing so badly with an unprecedented financial crisis before this happened. So really, the anger is mounting. There were uh, beginnings of protests today and everyone I spoke to had the same, the same feeling, which was that they couldn't believe the government had done this or allowed this to happen. And they want to know how it happened and who's to blame. At least 16 people are now in custody. French President Emmanuel Macron visited Beirut on Thursday and called the blast a metaphor for Lebanon's political and financial crisis. Protesters urged him not to provide any more financial assistance to a Lebanese government they believe is deeply corrupt. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. FSN is an independent source of news for TV, radio and digital networks worldwide. You can find more of our minute-by-minute updates on Twitter. Follow us there at Feature Story. And we have a wealth of audio and video stories from our global news bureaus on Facebook. You can find us there by following Feature Story News. Stay tuned for further updates right here. But for now, that's the latest Feature Story News. Holly Hudson reporting. Information you never knew you cared about. Rated R Safety Show. We at Safety FM. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. I have to tell you, I love it when I fat finger some of these things because then we tend to do a repeat aspect there. So anyways, that's what's going on inside of the world of news in that retrospect before I get to my nonsense. And you know that already. So as of late, I've been adding more and more things into this whole thing. So questions, as we do, tend to add some more junk into the multiverse here. So how do you feel if I start telling you more and more about the trending stuff that I find online? Because you know that that's where I do a lot of research um, and go find things. So let's talk about some stuff that's trending on Netflix, just in case you're interested, because a lot of people like to watch TV and streaming services and all that other horseshit. So let's talk about it. New to Netflix, the magic school bus rides again. Kids in space is new. The Promise, We Summon the Darkness is another one that just came out. New to HBO Max, Richard Jewell in American Pickle. American Pickle. I don't know. I'm just telling you what's there. Uh, New to Disney Plus, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, Star Wars Galaxy Edge, Adventure Awaits, The Peanuts, the movie, X-Men. And then, of course, new to Amazon's The Fight, just in case you're interested in any of that and thought that it was important and you only heard one part of the whole damn show, that's what you got today. You got what's going on. Yeah, just in case if you did recognize it, some new angling there on that bad boy. Um, the light, we had to change it because, you know, people don't talk about it, but it fell. I mean, it totally collapsed, and I'm sure it was some screw job that I did with something there. But anyways, let's not talk about anything of the junk that's going on and going wrong. Well, I don't know. How would I do the news then? Yeah, that's a good question. Okay, so let's continue. Let's talk about what's going on inside of this world today of the world of news. I'm sure we'll get to politics at some point because we talk about it all the time. But let's talk about, oh, Capital One will pay an $80 million fine in the wake of security breach that exposed the information of 106 million cardholders. Last year, the U.S. Treasury ordered the fine after finding the show that the finance company didn't effectively mitigate security concerns during the extensive data migration in years prior. The Treasury also cited unsafe or unsound practices that were 
part of the pattern of misconduct. So let's kind of do some quick math here if we're going to do so. So let's see. If we take 106, and that's 1,000, and that's a million, and then we divide it by, oh, hold it. I messed that up. 106, and then we have to add some zeros. That's a million. That's 10 million. It's 106 million, and we divide it by 80, and that's 8,000. That's 80,000. That's 800,000. That's 80 million. So your data for what they're being fined was only worth a dollar in 30, a dollar 32.5. What a deal. What a deal. The deal of deals. We get to get all of your data for the low price of one dollar 32, and a half cents. What a deal. I mean, that is a deal. I mean, would you, would you, I, I, I don't know what you would do with the data, but think about it. A dollar 32. 106 million cardholders only have to pay $1.32 per person. Not a bad gig. You know, that's something we normally don't talk a lot about of. Cybersecurity. Yeah, the, you know, it's security. I mean, we, we've seen a lot of things over the last few weeks. I mean, we talked earlier in the week about the guy with the Twitter scam. Of course, out of the lovely state of Florida. Well, think about it. Why don't we ever talk about people in the safety world that do that? So a dollar thirty-two for a hundred and six million. What do you think? Good deal, bad deal? I don't know. How do you look at it? Do you think your data is worth more than a dollar thirty-two? Oh, hold on. Just to even it out, a dollar thirty-three. So what do you think there? I know, a lot of stuff to talk about for sure, but think about it. Is that really a fine for a multi-million dollar bank? Or should at this point, should I say billion dollars with a B? Because think about it. Think about it legitimately. That's nothing. That's like a slap on the wrist. Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, okay, let's continue, continue, continue real quick. And let's go through it. (coughs) And now I can't breathe. The Vinyl County Sheriff's Office will allow residents to deputize to help law enforcement keep the peace. Oh my God, that's the country, the county just outside of Phoenix. Hold on. So, Sheriff Mark Lamb announced this week that he has the authority to deputize civilians to assist law enforcement. And while he hopes such an action is never required, he wants to make sure that those who are willing to step into the role are trained and ready. Those interested would submit a minimal. Minimal. I did say minimal. Background. Yeah, a minimal background check and a sign waiver. Then they would be taught the basics, constitutional law search and seizure, basic firearm safety, home safety, and the use of force before being deputized. The move comes amid calls to defund the police department and strip many of them of their resources across the country. (sighs) <sighs> oh my, I just don't know what to say. So what do you think here? Think about it. If you were in this particular county, would you want to be deputized? Would you want to go out and be Mr. or Mrs. Deputy or binary deputy? What do you think? Do you think it would definitely be cool to go out there and do that? Think about it. I think it's so weird. I mean, it's it's an option, but minimal background. Like, I need to understand what minimal background means. And don't tell me minimal, because I got that. But are we talking like a level two background? Are we talking FBI background? And I know that's not minimal. But think about it. I mean, like, legitimately think about this for a moment. 
And who are going to be the people that are willing to step up to do so? Because that's going to be the other portion to talk about. For sure. Anyways, let's continue down. Retired Major Bill White celebrated a social distance 105th birthday with drive-by salute from his neighbors. White believed to be the oldest living Marine was sitting at his assisted living facility in Stockton, California, when he saw the police cruiser and other cars parading past, wondering what was all the fuss about. Then he was shocked to find out and see his family waving and cheering. After joining the Marine Corps back in 1934, White first served in World War II, then the Korean War, following his 30 year of service. He worked on the Huntington Beach Police Department. Earlier this year, White received over 500,000 cards and gifts from all over the world after launching the Operation Valentine social media campaign. The messages included a note from NASA and President Trump. Thank you for your service. Really do appreciate it. 105. Holy hell. That's a lot. Good to see that even with all the social distancing going on, they were able to do something, even if it was from a distance, because it's important. We need to take a look at some of these people that, you know, gave a lot to help the country. 30 years of service and then being in the police department. Holy shit. I mean, think about it. In 105. 105. I mean, that I'm sure he's seen a lot of things. For sure. What do you think? What do you think about that? Do you think it's definitely worth it? Duh. I mean, one would assume so. I mean, I think that it's worth it for sure. I think we're going to be attacking a lot of Arizona today. I, don't, I just don't know why that's going to be happening. So Arizona, who doesn't love me as much already, don't hate me even more after this. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. An emu was on the loose near Scottsdale, Arizona golf course earlier this week. Officers said that they responded to multiple calls about a giant bird roaming around near Legends Trail Parkway and the Roadrunner Drive. They were able to track it down and lasso it. They're, they're also housing the bird. Oh, my God. At the station until the owner can be located. <sighs> How the hell do you lose this? Can somebody explain that to me? Like, seriously. Like, I, I always look look and go, you know, the moment that one of my pets, because I do have multiple, or I did have multiple, I probably should say it that way, goes or went missing, or one now that the one that's here, if it went missing for a period of time, I recognize that relatively quick. So why all of a sudden did this not happen? Like, why did this person not recognize that their animal is gone? I mean, do you think about these things? And, you know, you can sit here and go, okay, did it get out of the house? Was it in a cage? Like, what the hell happened? Or does it not belong to a person? It was just roaming the wild. Anyways, home and business owners in Los Angeles may be without everyday conveniences they don't follow lockdown orders yeah you heard me correctly during the press conference wednesday night mayor eric garcetti authorized the city to shut off power and water to properties that are in violation of gathering of gathering regulations as a means of shut these places down permanently when questioned about the legality of the decision garcetti simply said we know we can do this So, okay. It did say home and business owners. So, let's kind of go down that path real quick. So, if you don't give me the option of washing my damn hands because you shut down my water, and you see me, if you're watching, I touched my face. So the assumption would be that I need to go wash my hands now. But now if that's not an option because the water's off, how's that going to work? And like, seriously, you're going to turn the power and the water off at some of these places. Now, one can argue. 
and I'll say argue. Maybe some of the business stuff. And I'm going to say maybe. But then we have to talk about the other side here of somebody's home. Like, what the hell kind of violation are you in that I'm going to authorize someone to turn off your power? Because you're not following the guidelines. So if the guidelines consist of me having to stay home and I don't stay home and then you turn off the power or the water, do you think I'm going to stay home? Like, really? Do you think I'm going to stay home? This is going back to the whole sequence of pain with pain. We talk about that from time to time, depending on what show you're listening to. You don't fight pain with pain. So, yeah, I understand that certain things need to be put into place. But holy shit, dude. Like, really? I'm going to turn around and turn off your water. I'm going to turn off your power. And let's talk about this other side. Because I said you can argue the business side. But let's talk about that a little bit, too. Let's say hypothetically, we'll use this as a hypothetical. Your business has been shut up and down since March to September. We'll say August because we're not in September yet. And you have not generated revenue. You did not qualify for the PPP loan. And the only way you can make money is by opening your business. Oh, and if you filed for unemployment, you must qualify for unemployment first. But if you're a business owner, who knows how that was going to work. And then in return, the federal bump up money has now been taken away at the month at the end of the month of July. So you can no longer qualify for it because it doesn't exist. Please explain. I mean, we can argue both sides. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying one is deserving and one is not. But how is that supposed to work? Like, seriously. Like, when you sit back and take a listen to me say something like that, and you're here with me hanging out, you have to have an opinion. I mean, I sit here and have an opinion. I will never sit back and say, oh, yes, my opinion's only valid because I hold this microphone and have this camera because that's bullshit. But how can we turn around and tell people they can't do stuff to make money? I understand some of the things that are going on out there. And I did say some. And we have to limit certain things. And that's understood, too. But you can't have it both ways. Most organizations and companies, and I'm talking about mom and pops. I'm not talking about giant companies. Most cash flows, if you do a lot of research on it, is they normally can fund themselves between 30 to 60 days. Most things show 30. We'll say 60 for some of them. But 30 to 60 days without a flow of income. So how are they supposed to manage, especially if they're not able to qualify for some of these federal things? Like, I will tell you. I have seen some of these HUD things come up where they're saying, hey, they'll help people with housing and so on and all this other stuff. But if you made more than this amount of money the fall, the previous year, we can't assist you. I'm going to tell you, I know people that make a good living, but does not necessarily mean that they are good with resources. Not justifying what they're doing, but you can't have it both ways. And I almost feel like I'm on a soapbox at a moment. We're talking about this, but think about it as we consider having this conversation, what are you supposed to do? And I think that's a question that a lot of people are asking. It's kind of a rough spot. It's a very interesting spot on how it's supposed to work. We can sit here and argue all day, comment all day, but something needs to change. And yeah, do we need to be locked down? Do we need to stay in place and not do anything. And if that's the case, how do people generate funds? Seriously. And I would imagine that having this conversation about California in particular, California is not a cheap place to live at. Think about it for a moment. And I know not everyone's going to agree with what I have to say. And that's the gorgeous thing about this. 
we can have this conversation, you and I, and you can have your opinion, and I can have my opinion, and we can have a discussion, and we can agree to disagree and see what happens from there. Don't know what, who it is, but it says 30 to 60 days where established businesses, maybe, is one of the users are saying on Facebook. So something to think about. So 30 to 60, maybe, is what this person's saying. And I don't disagree. But there's a lot of stuff that we have to think about as we move forward with this. That's for sure. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. Okay, a llama has taken to the streets of Portland to help ease some of the tensions at the protest in the city. The no-drama llama named Caesar is a therapy animal that has been present at demonstrations in Portland to bring tension down and take drama out of people's life, according to its aptly named owner, Larry McCool. Hold on. Larry McCool. Portland has been the hotspot for protests for over the last past two months, while during the day, they are mostly organized and peaceful. But once nighttime rolls out, then they take a violent turn. So my question becomes right away is, is the no drama llama? God, we should name the episode that the no drama llama. Is it making it its, its turn and its run at nights? Because that's for sure a question. That's a conversation piece. So if you saw a llama, how would you feel about it? Would you um, feel no drama? Like I will tell you about a few months back. Before this whole cluster started, I actually went with the family and we went to go to a place and hung out with some llamas for a couple hours. It was interesting for sure. No, nobody got spat on. So um, that's the other thing. But I, I look at it and I go, okay, cool. So the no drama llama, no drama llama, that's some horseshit there. Um, so the no drama llama, does it make a night appearance? Because it really doesn't say. And I have to tell you, Larry McCool, I guess he had some cool ideas. Now, is the city paying for this? Is this a taxpayer dollar type of thing? Or is the no drama llama just being taken out there for the the thing of doing it it has some asshole come up with the idea yet of trying to take the llama out not giving anybody any ideas let me make sure that we're clear here i just want to make sure that we have a clear understanding duh because people do some weird stuff at times to time and i would not say you know do it to make a mark that's for sure because that's not what i'm saying because that could get confusing relatively quick but think about this the no drama llama is supposed to bring down the drama that's going on in Portland because the llama has no drama. That is so freaking weird as I talk about it, and I can't even make sense of it in my head. More sarcasm than a Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R safety show. Okay, the stock market continued to push upward on Thursday, driven primarily by first-time jobless claims being lower than the analyst's expectation. The tech-heavy Nasdaq closed above 11,000 points for the first time as Facebook and Apple had big days, gaining 6.5% and 3.5% respectively. Many reports indicate that an agreement on the new virus economic stimulus bill is imminent, spurring further positive investments into the stock market Big movers during the after-hours trading have been, are you ready for this? Groupon and Zillow. Yeah, I did say Groupon. Yeah, you know, the coupon-type place, digital coupon, and Zillow. Yeah, Zillow, you know, where you can get the rental properties, find out pricing, and all that kind of fun stuff. Both companies saw their shares prices increase after releasing better-than-expected earnings. Groupon. I don't even remember when was the last time I used Groupon. Now, I'm, I'm not going to say I've never used it because I used to use it all the time. Um, it's a good service, but not something that I would say, hey, you know, after our trading is going to see a boost because of Groupon or Zillow. I, and I like Zillow, even though, you know, where I live, it shows some really old pictures, but okay, whatever. Um, but I look at it and I go, crap, dude. So we're seeing an upward trend. But we're still seeing more cases of COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever the hell you want to call it, according to the news. 
or should I say the media? Because, you know, news, you know, the media and the news, the infotainment we get sometimes. Yeah, I said that. So I don't know. I look at this and I go, there's so many different things to think about. One side is saying, boom, things are not going fantastic. Boom. The other side is showing financing is going up. Good, bad, and indifferent. What do you think about skills? What do you think about skill set? What do you think about all this fun stuff? Like a lot of jobs you can't do from home. A lot of jobs you have to be there in person to do so. How does that work? Are you considered essential? Are you an essential employee? You know, I have to tell you, if I had to have authorization to run back and forth to the studio and had a letter that said, I am allowed to go do this, I wonder if I would be considered essential because of the information that I provide. Like, who the hell makes the determination? Like, I'm in Florida, and don't get me wrong. I have loved professional wrestling since I was a child. I watch it from time to time. I admire what the sports entertainers do. But in the state of Florida, wrestling is considered essential. I don't understand. I truly don't. Like, how is that considered essential? Florida is having some of the highest cases seen across the nation. Almost all the sports teams or a good chunk of the sports teams are here basketball-wise. I don't get it. I get so confused with a lot of stuff going on. And yeah, I can sit here today and say some things and people are going to be like, Jay, you're being an asshole because it's a Friday, so you need to get it all out. No, that's not what I'm doing. I'm having the conversation with you because I think it's important that we talk about it. I think it's important that we have the discussion on what's going on opposed to just saying, hey, everything's perfectly fine because it's not. There's a lot of weird things going on. Let's just be realistic about the whole thing. There's just no way around it. Anyways, what do I know? It's a guy here behind a microphone. Safety in a way never heard of before. The Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Oops, what did you just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. So you know, every once in a while we have to talk about the loveliness that goes on in Florida and this becomes more of the world of strange, so let's talk about it. Three three teenagers were arrested after jumping the wall at President Trump's Mar-a-Lago Resort with a loaded AK-47. According to the Palm Beach Police Department, the three teens scaled the wall and attempt to hide from the police, later claiming they had no idea where they were. They also said they didn't own the AK-47, that they had found it. The teens who are being held at a juvenile assessment center in West Palm Beach, Florida, have been charged with trespassing with a firearm, burglary with a firearm, and resisting arrest without violence. Prosecutors are debating whether to charge them as adults. Trump and his family were not on the premises during the time. I swear that I tell you so many things that are going on and so many weird stories seem to come out of this little joint as we talk about this. There's so many things that happen here in Florida. Like, what the hell were these kids thinking? And, you know, if you do have an AK-47 and you are scaling a wall, well, let me let me rephrase that. If you allegedly have an AK-47 that did not belong to you and you are scaling a wall, I don't know. Like, why the hell did you decide to pick it up and carry it if it wasn't yours, especially being there, but you didn't know where you were? I mean, that should have been call the police right away type of stuff and let them handle the shit. And yeah, in my opinion, treat them like adults. I don't know. A lot of things to think about for sure. I mean, don't want anybody running around with an AK-47, that's for sure. Especially underage. Two men in North Carolina died on Wednesday after being struck by lightning while cleaning up storm debris left over from the hurricane. According to the Wilmington Police Department, the two male victims were struck while trying to cut down trees. The deaths on Wednesday were the first lighting deaths in North Carolina since 
August 23rd, 2019, according to the National Lightning Safety Council, the NLSC. The National Lighting Safety Council. Did you even know that existed? You know, I have to say it because I, I can't resist. You know, shitty that the people died, of course. Don't get me wrong because they were trying to do the right thing. But what the hell does the hazard matrix look like inside of the National the National Lightning Safety Council? I would like to get a hold of that. So if somebody can put me in contact with them, I would love it. would love to find out some information there for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. Anyways, let's continue. The number of Americans applying for unemployment benefit hits the lowest number since the coronavirus crisis started back in March. The latest figures from the Department of Labor, or the Labor Department, however you want to say it, show more than 1.18 million workers sought aid last week. Economists expected the number to be at 1.41 million claims. Before the pandemic, the record was 695,000 set back in 1982. So we're almost at double, well, yeah, almost double the number. That's for sure as we talk about it. So I don't know. I look at these things and I go, who the hell knows what's going on? And maybe we should talk about this more and more as we do move forward. And you know, you never know when you're going to need some weird things like a lawyer for sure. I'm a trial lawyer. I'm not part of your family and I don't do skits with my mom. I'm a real lawyer, a damn good lawyer, the best lawyer this state has to offer. And I've built a reputation for standing up for the people of this country, righting the wrongs. You may not agree with all of my views, but when it comes to trying cases, there's only one view, justice. And justice is what I get. Figer Law. That's why we're unstoppable. Unstoppable. I'm a trial. Yeah, he's a trial lawyer for sure. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's continue real quick going down this particular path. So I don't know if you caught it at the very beginning, but I definitely want you to take a listen one more time. Did you hear High and Dry? We'll play a little part of it real quick. Okay, so that's high and dry. Well, well, Miss featuring Red Revision. Yeah, you can definitely find that on Spotify and Apple's iTunes if you're interested in doing so. And I'm sure you could probably find it on YouTube Music as well. But yeah, I, I, I don't know, you know, kind of helping, you know, presenting a little jam this this morning, afternoon, whatever the hell you want to call it. Oh, by the way, just so you don't think that I'm I'm recorded. It's currently 1241 Eastern Standard Time. Just in case. And if it says 1241 and there's a lag, that means that you're in a lag scenario. So that's, welcome to that. Anyways, let's talk about some breakups that occur just in case we care about that shit. But, you know, we have to talk about celebrity stuff every once in a while because people have requested it. I don't know why, but hey, let's talk about it. Jennifer Gardner and her CEO boyfriend, John Miller, have called it quits. A source told In Touch Weekly. They have <laughs> uh, in touch weekly that the pair have no longer been together and they actually split before the coronavirus lockdown. Jen was recently spotted on the beach outing with potential rebound Bradley Cooper. Would you really consider that a rebound? I'm just asking the question. You know, just asking the question. Anyways, let's talk about stuff going on inside of the swampland. Yeah, you know what I mean there. Let's go with it. The (laughs) The Commission of Presidential Debate has rejected a request by Trump's campaign to add a fourth debate to the calendar. President Trump wanted to debate in the books before the voters received the ballots by mail. But it's not over yet. The CDP said they'll consider a fourth if both campaigns agree, but Fat chance Joe Biden people will roll him up to the podium anymore that they have to. Wow, why the hell does it say that? It's terrible. It's terrible. Why would it say such a thing? Why does why is there a lot of reference to like weekend at Bernie's about Joe Biden? I really don't get it because the dude's not dead. Weekend at Bernie's is an old movie, just in case you don't know what it is. But I have seen so many sequential things about that, and believe me. I don't care about talking about politics at all, but I just don't understand why people continue to reference that in that fashion. So 
whatever. Anyways, let's continue. After New York Attorney General announced a lawsuit that would force the National Rifle Association to be dissolved, the NRA fired back with its own countersuit alleging political persecution and free speech rights violation. The suit city... Oh, let's see. The suit cites James Language calling the NRA a criminal enterprise and a terrorist organization. The Washington, D.C. AG also said, Attorney General, just in case, also said that filed its own suit against the NRA Foundation later Thursday, alleging the fundraising wing of the organization also misused funds. President Trump chimed in on Thursday, tweeting, if Biden becomes president, your great Second Amendment doesn't have a chance. Your guns will be taken away immediately and without notice. No police, no guns. Twitter. Twitter. Why in the hell do we get so much shit from Twitter? And don't get me wrong. I want to make sure I'm cool and, and reference it. Um, we do stream on Twitter via Periscope. So not that I hate Twitter, but I just kind of go, why do we get news sourcing from Twitter from the president or P O T U S? I'm just asking, asking the question. Cause you know, somebody has to ask the question. So might as well be me. Duh. Duh. Anyways, let's continue down the path. On the Minneapolis star tribune editorial board. Some of the people so- <laughs> did something. They endorsed the Democrat opponent of Ilhan Omar, the anti-Semitic congresswoman firebrand who won her seat in 2018. The paper said that whatever seeks to serve the 5th District, while Omar wants to lead a movement. Worth noting, after after thorough investigation, Milton Max probably didn't marry his brother either. What the hell does that mean? I don't even understand what that means. Please explain. Now I have to click on it and find out. FBI is investigating whether Elon Omar married her brother. That that thing got updated because when I actually pulled that story, that shit wasn't there. Because I definitely wouldn't have said that shit out loud. I would have read it and been like, hey, I sometimes suffer of Ron Burgundy syndrome where I just read the shit that's in front of me. And that gets me in trouble sometimes. Especially when I do it in kind of a large area. <laughs> and what I mean large area, meaning that I'm in front of a whole bunch of people and say to some random shit that's written in front of me. I have to get out of that bad habit. Because it's like it doesn't translate in my brain <laughs> as I'm doing it. Anyways, let me continue. No winner for Tuesday night's Mega Million drawing. Tonight's drawing will be for $22 million jackpot or an $18 million cash payout. No winner for, for Wednesday's night Powerball drawing either. Saturday's drawing will be for $158 million jackpot or $130.3 million cash payout. So good luck with that if you're interested in doing so. So I want to make sure I don't mess this up today and make sure that I cover a couple of things. You know, it's Friday, so we do this weird thing on Fridays where we do the 30-second countdown. So let's start off with that. So what is the 30-second countdown? If you haven't been here before, let me tell you what it consists of. I put a clock on the screen. If you're not watching on the screen format, then we make it a little bit easier because then I'll just tell you on the radio what's going on or via the podcast. So we give a 30-second countdown. Countdown. We want all that anger and angst that you have built up from the whole week to scream, shout, let it all out. I will tell you, if you are in an office inside of an office building and there's people inside of that same building, eh, yeah, I would say yell, but be careful. They might think that you're losing it. So let's do this. We're going to do the countdown here, and I'm going to tell you the countdown will start in three, two, and one. Okay, so that is time. Hopefully you were able to get everything out that you needed to get out and you're good to go. Anyways, let's jump into some showbiz news before we get too far into it. Amazon Studios has given the green light to a TV reboot of the 1992 sports comedy, A League of Their Own. According to Entertainment Weekly, 
Abby Johnson, Broad City, and Will Graham, Mozart in the Jungle, have already signed to star in the series. The original movie told the story about an all-American girls professional baseball league that is formed during the World War II. The cast included Gina Davis, Lori Petty, Madonna, Rosie O'Donnell, and Tom Hanks. Just remember, there's no crying in baseball. Here we go. Let's continue about what's going on inside of the world of showbiz. E! has canceled three entertainment news programs. According to Variety Reports, E! News, Pop of the Morning, and In the Room all have been given the boot as the parent company NBC Universal looks to streamline the programming and restructure internally. The coronavirus crisis has also caused factored into the decision, a source told the publication. Some more news real quick. Ellen DeGeneres' brother is coming to her defense amid reports that she is hosting a toxic work environment. So there's that. Vance DeGeneres shared his feelings on Twitter, writing his sister would never knowingly allow bullying or racism on her show. And she is bright, a bright light in the dark world. He posted a follow-up tweet saying that his sister is being viciously attacked as he is sick of it. Ellen Pardarese also recently spoke out about the talk show host. Kiki Palmer will host the 2020 MTV Music Awards, which is set to take place on August the 30th at the Barclay Center. The event will be the first major award show to be held at the venue with actual people present. BTS, J Balvin, and Daya Cat are also known to be performing there. Just in case if you're into big releases today, today is release day for the music industry. So here we go. Deep Purple release, whoosh. Luke Bryan, born here, live here, die here. Joe, whatever, a new day now. And then Mary Chapman Carpenter, the dirt in the stars. Now, I will tell you, and let me tell you this real quick. Because we are streaming on video, I cannot play you the music. Sorry, if we were on the radio station alone, I would give you a snippet of what the music sounds like. But unfortunately, because we're streaming on video, the same rights do not apply, so I cannot play it. So just so you know. Anyways, Ryan Reynolds is set to star and to, to be titled Film Based on Statistical New York Essay. Everyday Parenting Tips by Simon Rich. The movie will take place in the fictional world as Dad, Reynolds, handles everyday parenting challenges during the monstrous uprising. Another essay of Rich was adapted into Seth Rogen's HBO, HBO Max film, American Pickle. Now we finally know what the pickle's about. Here we go. So there's that. Sports Illustrated Swimsuit has officially named its 2020 Rookie of the Year. The magazine revealed... This year's title goes to Danish model Josephine Skradaka. 2027 has modeled in a number of high fashion campaigns and is known for her modeling achievements at Victoria's Secret. So there you go with that one. Tom Hanks is in early talks to play Geppetto in Disney's remake of Pinocchio. According to Deadline, after reading the script, Hanks reached out to the screenwriter to let him know that he wants to do the film. The pair previously worked on Forrest Gump, Castaway, and Polar Express. So hopefully that will actually get working and going. After intense bidding war, Sony TriStar Pictures has won the rights to the biopic of the life of Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody. The project was written by Bohemian Rhapsody writer Anthony McCartan. No word on who will be in the cast of the legendary vocalist. The film is currently set for Thanksgiving of 2022. Who in the hell would you like to see play Whitney Houston that can match her pipes? I think that's going to be a difficult role to fill if you're actually going to have somebody who can legitimately sing. That's for sure. Something to think about as we talk about this for sure. Anyways, let's talk about the world of sports real quick because I think that this is important. The NFL is partnering with three nonprofits, nonpartisan organizations, Rock the Vote, Rise to Vote, and I Am a Voter. Yeah, I Am a Voter as a promoter to promote the Inspired Change Initiative. The program will support and encourage voting civic engagement efforts of current and former NFL players, club and league personnel, and fans enough through the and fans through the election day this November, the three organizations will be at hand to conduct educational seminars, help with or registration activation for all NFL personnel, and they will also oversee player-led voter registration drives for fans. 
So something to think about as we do move forward here. So as we're going into the weekend, we talk about some odd things. So let's talk about some more odd things. And let's not say that they're not odd because they are odd. So let's go with it. In honor of International Beer Day, here is a list of the 25 brews from around the globe according to Taste of Home. So here we go. West of Miltrapel, Belgium. I'm not going to give you all 25. There's just no way. This list is way too long. I might post it into the episode. So take a look into that if you're watching on if you're watching on the screen, sorry, there are just too many beers to mention and we're running out of time. You know how that goes. But anyways, there is a whole list, a whole slew of them, if you're interested. Let's talk about some things that happened on this day back in 19-whatever-the-hell. 1945, Japanese officials report the use of highly destructive bomb used over Hiroshima the day before. The U.S. confirmed an atomic weapon destroyed 60% of the city infrastructure and all life in the city of Hiroshima. In 2007, Barry Bond slugs his 756 home run. It's a new record beating Hank Aaron all-time's home run record. Aaron did it in 3,298 games. Bonds did it in 2,938 games. And I'm assuming till this day, there is still an asterisk next to his name because of it. Anyways, let's talk about some other things real quick. Born on this day, Ted Moore, cinematographer for James Bond films. Back in 1914, he died in 1987. Just something to think about. Let's continue down the path here. Before I forget, let's talk about the important stuff. If you are currently suffering from any kind of mental health issues or contemplating about suicide, there is a phone number that you can call where they will actually talk to you and see what is going on. And that is 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-TALK, or 1-800-273-8255. That number right there will be able to assist you in any kind of issues that you might be having in regard related to mental health. So I would strongly recommend giving them a call and having a conversation with them. Also, the other thing that we've been talking about quite a bit is missingkids.org. You know how you get the Amber Alert, don't know what happens next? That phone number or that website can tell you more about what's going on inside of that multiverse. So find out what's going on with the kids that are missing, according to the Amber Alert, and kids that might be potentially missing in your area. I think it might be important for you to find out. If you're interested in doing so, go to missingkids.org. It is there, very important information to talk about, discuss, and move forward with. Because I think that sometimes we tend to forget that there's other things going on inside of our world. Because we have so much focus on what's going on with the pandemic. There are still people that are kids that are being trafficked and kids that are missing. So something to think about as we talk about this. Anyways, take a look at this real quick. Okay, so just in case you were on the radio or on the podcast, what's going on is on September the 2nd, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, we will be doing a class called The Art of Podcasting. It is a live virtual class where we will discuss the world of podcasting and how to get your own podcast started if you're interested in doing so. So you can come out to safetyfm.io for more information, a couple different things that we're doing there, just so you know. Um, we are doing number one, certain tickets include a podcasting hosting service. So if you buy the ticket, it will give you a podcasting hosting service for up to one year. So that way you can actually have that already built into the price structure of the ticket. Also, if you want to help promote the event, we're doing what we did with the last one where you can come out, help promote the event, and you will gain revenue from every ticket that is sold as us appreciating what you guys do for us on a daily basis and, of course, helping us promote the event itself. Anyways, let's talk about the days of the year that you can celebrate today because I think that those are going to be important. So let's move forward with that. Age Care Employee Day. Beach Party Day. I don't know if you can do that. I mean, I guess you can go to the beach. 
International Beer Day, National Lighthouse Day, Particularly Preposterous Packaging Day, Professional Speaker Day, National Sea Serpent Day, Purple Heart Day, and Raspberry and Cream Day. So just if you're interested in any of those days that you can celebrate, you can celebrate them with a classic martini recipe. Just put some ice in, two ounces of gin, one ounce of dry Vermont, two pimento stuffed olives. Fill a cocktail shaker with ice, add the gin, the vermouth, shake vigorously, strain into a chilled martini glass, and garnish it with olives. What a way to end the end the week and move forward into the weekend. Anyways, you know what you've been listening to. You've been listening to the Rated R Safety Show. We will definitely be back with on Monday doing some more nonsense on the show. That's for sure. Anyways, thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM. That is the listener. You know who I am. I think you do. We hang out quite a bit. I know definitely who you are. I really do. Thank you for always coming over to Safety FM, home of real safety talk. Love you. Mean it. Have a great weekend and goodbye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system or transmitted in any any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.